Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 144 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. What a boring opening that was. Sorry, folks. We've had these like nifty ones where we just start talking <laughs> lately, but you know what I love, Kenj? What? I love when God pulls the rug out from under us. I, he did it this week again yeah, with this we're episode. we just kind of so. cruising around. We have a plan. We look at the great Homeschooling in Real Life whiteboard, and then boom, out of the blue, a listener writes in and says, you know what you guys need to talk about? this yes and we said can we get you on mic she said yes <laughs> and then she said tomorrow right yeah and so. we're like let's squeeze it in right. so we did with uh, cindy west when your homeschool owns you yes so we're owned. gonna be i know and do you feel that way sometimes no not anymore i don't not by us but i <laughs> i don't i don't because feel that way you're not actually homeschooling no it's day true today. but i do I, <laughs> so there I are do days feel like this topic when she presented it mm-hmm. the funny thing it's one we wanted to talk about already yeah absolutely. we have this one called homeschooling wars when your classical conversation steps on my charlotte mason yeah <laughs> whatever it's this idea that like you get in a camp and you set up your flag and you're just look down on other people. So, yeah, which which actually we didn't talk about this in the bulk of the the episode, but I want to just say this: it's a lot like theology. It is. That's well, you said. Hey, this reminds me of. Well, we'll like, get to it. Yeah. You said breastfeeding or something. Right, right. But um, we have an interview with Cindy West, homeschool mom, who uh, called into us and wanted to talk about when your homeschool owns you. So let's head to that interview. Teaching your child how to read is not easy. Either they want nothing to do with a book, unless you are the one reading it, or bedtime tends to be an hour-long event because they want to read every other page. No matter which scenario you relate to, I have the answer to all your learning-to-read problems. Veritas, the leader in classical education materials and online homeschool classes, has created the most innovative and comprehensive reading app available, the Phonics Museum. Based upon the company's award-winning Phonics Museum curriculum, the app provides each child with a multi-sensory approach to reading with over 900 engaging games, activities, interactions, exercises, and memory songs. What makes this app so unique from other educational apps is the fact that it merges a classical, time-proven approach to learning with state-of-the-art technology and is focused on getting children to read and write as fast as possible. Your child will forget they are learning when they begin to follow the adventure of Percival, a boy knight, and fun-loving museum curator Miss Biddle as they explore the art in the Phonics Museum, learning letters, sounds, and how to read along the way. The interaction theming and charming characters provide a truly multi-sensory approach to reading that benefits every learning style. The app utilizes a classical education method that coincides with children's natural development, making it ideal for teaching children preschool to second grade. 
Children who walk through the entire Phonics Museum app will not only be able to read an age-appropriate book by themselves, but they will also develop a love of reading. So, what are you waiting for? Show your children how fun reading can be by downloading the Phonics app today. It is available now on all iOS platforms. For more information and a 14-day free trial, visit phonicsmuseum.com. We are here with Cindy West, author, blogger, and homeschooling mom of three. And um, Cindy, we are excited to have this conversation with you because you're seeing some things across the country in homeschooling that have stood out to us as well and have become a concern. And I am excited to hopefully just really encourage our listeners with you. So welcome, Cindy. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you guys. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Can you tell us a little bit about your family and you and where you are in the world? Sure. Um, I homeschool, well, I have three kiddos. I homeschool two of them because my oldest is a sophomore in college, getting ready to graduate with her associate's degree. And just so everybody knows, she has made a, an awesome transition into college um, through homeschooling. So be encouraged with that. I also have a young man who is a junior and a fourth grade little boy. So I'm a boy schooler now in central Kentucky. We live on a farm and we just live a super incredible, busy, busy life. Wow. That sounds cool. Central Kentucky. Kendra, have we ever been to Kentucky? No, we've been close. We've yeah. been to Tennessee. We've which been close. Is which a is hop, I, skip and a jump, Yeah. Right? When you're from California, the only state you ever go to is California. <laughs> right. Because nothing <laughs> is close to you. But when you're there, it's like there's eight states right around. So. And Kentucky's beautiful, isn't it, Cindy? Kentucky is beautiful. We are known for thoroughbred horse racing and just beautiful rolling hills. It's a beautiful state. Wow. Wow. Sounds nice. <laughs> well, hey, um, what a delightful introduction that was by Kendra. Did you hear I was like so polite? Like, oh, I'm so happy to sit down and talk about different homeschool techniques. That's not what we're talking about today. This <laughs> this is a grittier conversation. It is, but I'm just really glad that Cindy reached out to us on this one um, as a concern and something she wanted to talk about on this this uh, episode because I, I'm seeing it too, Fletch, and I think you have as well. All right, so let's let's start by boiling down the discussion, ladies. What is it we're seeing? What is it we want to talk about today? Why don't we start with Cindy? Um, I would like to see us become a voice of reason in the homeschool community. Um, I have done this for a lot of years now. This is probably year 17 or so for homeschooling. And recently, I have seen that there's a lot of conversation through blogs, through podcasts, through news stories, through Facebook groups, um, where people are just stressed out about adhering to a certain method and adhering, adhering to it in such a way that um, they kind of lose their freedom in homeschooling. Okay, so I, this is perfect. And, and our listeners need to know, Cindy reached out to us and said, hey, I, I see a topic. And we just took a break in our schedule and said, let's just slide you in here this week. Because obviously, this is something that matters to us. So I'm really thankful you brought it up. Um, in fact, a couple years ago, mm -hmm. earlier in the, the podcast history, and I want to say episode 20 to 30 on the Great Homeschooling Whiteboard, <laughs> we had a title called Homeschooling Wars. Yeah. Or when... When my classical curriculum steps on your Charlotte Mason, or it was a title <laughs> like that. It was something we wanted to talk about where we felt the same thing. Like, hey, you know, there's different styles. There's different different methods. And uh, yours isn't right, <laughs> really, <laughs> no. is what we wanted to say. 
Well, and I think what Cindy's talking about too is that then we'll perhaps, you know, jump into homeschooling. Most of us like the freedom aspect of it, whether that's so that we can tailor an, uh, an education to a specific child who might be having some difficulties or maybe a gifted child or, or just our very average, you know, middle of the road kids. We can, we can uh, craft that curriculum or that education to be really um, perfect for them. And then we have freedom in, in coming and going and that kind of thing. But then suddenly I think what Cindy's seeing and what we have seen is that we, we get ourselves um, sort of, we identify with some sort of a, a specific philosophy and then we jump in and we start to learn everything about it. And then we feel like we must do it this exact way or we're not doing it right. Is that what you're talking about, Cindy? Exactly. Now we're not going to throw anybody under the bus, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. I think Never. I've seen this in all because yeah, there's somebody realms. here right now going. I wonder if they're talking about me because we started off the show, and I'm I'm going to start by throwing people under the bus because you know I've I've seen the spirit of this um, a, a lot locally in classic conversations. Like, and it's not just them. It's what what are the other ones? You guys, you're the homeschool moms. There's other styles. What Charlotte Mason's um, I one. I see it. Yeah, I see it in the Charlotte Mason style. I see it even in textbooks. People who think they have to do every single thing that a textbook asks them to do. I mean, it's any style. Yeah, you classical can education or I charter school. You know, or, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of half in, half out. So it's really just the spirit of we're doing it the right way. You have to do it this way, and and maybe not even that, but just oh, oh okay, well you homeschool, you unschool, or whatever. And just kind of a nose down, prideful kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So no, we're not throwing anybody specifically under the bus. It's, this is homeschool wide. I have a question for you guys. Where is this happening? Is this happening in blogs or on social media or homeschool groups or where? Where, where are we seeing these conversations or this this attitude? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> and yeah. I'm also hearing it on podcasts. Oh, oh um, wait a minute. No. <laughs> Which is why I came to you because we're talking about homeschooling in real life and you guys have sort of this theme of freedom. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I'm seeing it everywhere, um, especially Facebook groups right now. I, I think that people are even, I see these battles. You were talking about wars. Somebody will come on maybe and ask a question about what's the best way to do this with my child. And then other people come in with these definite answers and there's almost this battle back and forth of, well, your answer is not right. Yikes. Okay. And so then what I think, you know, taking that a step further, what I've seen at least, um, because we've, we've held to, or not held to, but we've really followed a classical model for a lot of years. And what, what I've seen in that, at least in that little circle is, um, it, you're not truly a classical educator if you haven't read the grapes of wrath or, (laughs) right. Right. Or you're not truly doing it right. You're not really doing Charlotte Mason. If you don't have a two hours of read aloud a day, or you're not, you're not really doing it right. If you don't take nature walks or right. Like this kind of, these are the sort of answers you're seeing. Exactly. And it's sort of, especially this, this, um, you know, I think every single curriculum method has its philosophy and then there's the method that that you use to make the philosophy happen. And so what I'm seeing is we're kind of getting those two things confused that we can embrace a philosophy because it's really good if you want to follow a certain philosophy. That philosophy usually is very age old and proven, but there are ways that you particularly can make 
a philosophy happen in your own homeschool to meet your family's needs. And just because you might do it a little bit differently than the person who originally came up with the methods for that philosophy did, or then, then your neighbor's doing, or then, you know, the teacher down the road is telling you to do that. You're still doing okay. Yeah. And you know, I don't know necessarily, this is brand new, Kendra, because I feel like back in the late nineties when mm-hmm. we were doing this in the early two thousands, there were just, we call them camps. Yes. You know, you set yeah. your flag up in your camp and people are in a lesser camp right. than, than my camp that <laughs> right. I'm in. And and I thought of it mostly, we just moved and we moved into a neighborhood and in our neighborhood, there's one, two, three, four, five, five families similar to ours or we're, we're the fifth that moved in. A lot of kids our age and I don't remember the number, but a certain number of these people homeschool, but we laughed because everybody homeschools a slightly different way. Right. Slightly different method. And I can remember, you know, 1990s Fletch and Kendra might be a little mm-hmm. downturny. We, 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 we would have been these people we're talking about, Cindy. So, you know, <laughs> the, the gospel has since penetrated and changed us, but um, it's, it was actually kind of heartening for me to see and go, hey, look at everybody's kind of doing it a little bit differently around here. This is great. And you know what? The kids are all normal. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. no, <laughs> they're kids. all learning. Yeah, they're all learning. They're, they're all, all, right. And some of them, you know, you know, still do still do buffoonery. Every one of them. Yes, You right. know, nobody <laughs> has it figured out, yeah. so. Yeah, so what what is the encouragement here then to that mom who says, well, I'm really, really all in with this curriculum um, philosophy, Cindy, and and but I don't really like to, you know, fill in the blank, um, do craft projects, or I don't really like to take my kids on field trips because it's just way too hard for the dynamics of our family. Or I like I everything, but I don't want to teach Greek. Or I don't, I don't do like Greek or Latin, or, or I don't want to read aloud. I can't stand reading aloud. Or whatever those things are. What's the encouragement to that mom in the midst of a group that's telling her she's doing it wrong? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I want you to trust that, you know, we're, we're talking about several different methods here. So because there are several different, different methods, I think that's our first clue that education can happen in a variety of ways and we can do things differently. So Charlotte Mason people are doing it differently than classical or doing it differently than unit study or doing it differently than textbook. And in the end, like Fletch said, we do all get smart kids who are completely capable. So I think that's our first um, encouragement. Our, our first hope is that there are already lots of philosophies. So when you come back to yourself as an individual family, you go, I don't have to do this particular thing perfectly because I know that that the Lord has given me these children. He's giving given each one of them different talents and interests and this, that, and the other. And I certainly can tweak even a method so that it works for us. And I'm going to be okay. And these kids are going to be okay in the end. Right. And, you know, Kendra, that, that, that advice she's giving right there, mm-hmm. it even goes into our own family. You know, every kid... Every Every year. year. That's a a little saying we say. You know, even though we have a method that works for our family, it may not work for kid number three in our family. Right. You know, right. We don't even need to look at our neighbors. We can look right in our own table and go, hmm, this one's not going to make it. Yeah, I'm sure sure you're seeing that too, Cindy, just at your kitchen table. I mean, this little fourth grader is probably very different from your high school junior. Yes. And you know, what's even more interesting is whether or not he's different or not, 
things are different. So my child, who's a sophomore, did not do a whole lot of uh, technologically based homeschooling. Well, this fourth grader is because right. that's what this world is right now. Yes. So things yeah. have changed. Yeah. yeah. So things change and it's okay for us to maybe go off the rails a little bit to do what works in this time in this space for our families. Well, and that reminds me of um, something we talked about a little bit earlier off the air. And that was a, an old, probably blog post, or maybe it was a Facebook post or something. I remember Susan Wise Bauer uh, saying that, look, folks, as, as much as we try to get classical uh, education right, you know, or really do it the best way or the only way, there is no longer this concept of a Renaissance man. Because in the Renaissance, you could probably know all there was to know about art and science and mathematics, but it's just impossible today. And so right. right there is a great example of how things change. You know, that Renaissance man had no concept of a laptop or coding you know, or any of those kinds of things that we weren't even doing 15 years ago in our homeschools. Um, and so you're right. Now we've got kids that are in a different world. Um, there are different uh, just different standards, maybe, or different things that they need to be studying or learning. Um, and then again, it comes down to individual children as well. Right, exactly. Hey, you know, one of the things uh, you said before we got on the air with you, and I, I just want to touch base on this, not just on the encouraging, how can we encourage uh, moms, but where this can lead is absolute discouragement. Because I, th I like the way she said it. Cindy sounds like me when she homeschools. If you get stuck in this and the people next door to you or the people in the, you know, we know it happens around the cute communion table mm -hmm, from you, mm -hmm. um, because these, these, um, opinions and pride happen everywhere. Um, when this happens to you, you lose the fun of what yeah. you're doing. And, uh, just a reminder to our listeners that if you're not having fun at what you're doing, um, it may, it may die a slow death. You may, you get bitter and I don't want to do this anymore. It's just not fun anymore. Check yeah. the reason. It might be that you just can't put up with the competition that's going on, the wars that you're in. The, you don't even know you're in the middle of a war, but someone told you something and you believed it and now you're not having fun anymore. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you've just lost that joy because there's yeah. suddenly this pressure of I, I have to teach Latin whether I like it or not. Yeah. So let's encourage that right. mom. Like, hey get back to square one, you know, and mm -hmm. remember why you did this. This was for joy, for fun, for excitement. Yes. And freedom. Um, I do homeschool consults via phone. And so uh, of, of every single person I've spoken to, they have lost their joy. They only call me because they've lost their joy. Mm. They are, and, and they may not know it at the time, but they're calling and saying, you know, I, I don't know how to make everything in the Charlotte Mason method work. Oh, wow. And my kids hate this. And, you know, I'm really overwhelmed. And I'm thinking about putting the kids back in school. So they may not even come and say, I've lost my joy, but it's those kind of words that they're saying that let me know they've lost their joy. They've lost their freedom in this. And so we'll sit and have a powwow about, you know, you really don't have to do everything that the Charlotte Mason style says you have to do. You can do this differently. And they are so, it's like a breath of fresh air going into them. And so they'll tweak things a little bit and they'll do their school the way their, their heart kind of leads them to do it. And maybe they'll drop the Latin or maybe they'll only be reading one read aloud at a time rather than 14 or, you know, whatever, whatever they decide to tweak. And a month later, I get this wonderful email of, we can do this. Hmm. We can totally do this. It reminds me of that, uh, that I don't know what 
episode where we were talking about where I said, hey, you know what you need? You need a beach day, Kendra. And I don't mean you do unit studies on seagulls and, um, you know, lighthouses. <laughs> Just go to the beach and put your feet in the sand. You know, in other words, get back to, you know, educating fun. You don't, not everything has to be an agenda. You know, yes. you can have fun at it. So. Mm-hmm. Or even just saying, um, look, this child is slugging through this thing. And if I have to sit next to him one more time and <laughs> listen to him complain and not get it, maybe that's the indicator that, that we need to figure out a different way to about, you know, going about Absolutely. this. And it doesn't yes. need to be the way somebody told me I had to do it at the last homeschool right. convention, you know, or whatever it was that, that made me think we had to sit here with this textbook and die. Right. And that, you know, that goes with any homeschooling style. Um, we've got to meet the needs of our children. And those children not only have different learning styles, but they have different learning disabilities or different learning giftednesses, or we have different opportunities in our area. And so when something is broken, then the best thing to do is to replace it with something else that hopefully will be a better match for that particular child or the situation. Um, and, and too many times we're said, no, we, we hear keep plugging through the method because the method works. Well, you know, the method probably does work in many, many cases, but it doesn't mean it works for every single person. And when you get stuck in that belief, you burn out so fast and your kids do too. And what's our whole point of this? A love for learning. And it's gone. That's yeah, awesome. That's a great point. Absolutely. And I, I see this like somehow in some of the things you're saying, Cindy, I think, wow, it's so similar to breastfeeding and bottle feeding or <laughs> co-sleeping and not co-sleeping or uh, schedule feeding or not. You know what I mean? And there's this sort of like, I have to adhere to this or I'm going to do the worst thing for my child. And I think, you know, maybe as older moms, we can give a little bit of encouragement here and say, I've met many a bottle fed child who's a brilliant adult. And I've right. met lots of very, very secure um, young adults and, uh, and adolescents who were schedule fed and put in their cribs to sleep. And, you know, all of those right. things like you need to you need to embrace what works for your family. Um, but there's no hard, fast law here. God did not do that to us. And he wants us to be free um, to be the families and the people he's created us to be in all of those kind of choices, including homeschool curriculum. Yes. And you know, one thing I want to make sure that we, we touch on is the idea that you can follow a method without following that method to a T. So I call myself a Charlotte Mason homeschooler. I have called myself a Charlotte Mason homeschooler for years and years and years. And I don't do everything that is a Charlotte Mason um, prescription. I, I just don't. But my basic style is that method. So I want us to make sure that we really encourage people that if you identify with a certain method and you really want to kind of build your homeschool around that, whether it's classical or unit study or whatever, do that. Do it well to the best of your ability and do it with freedom, knowing that that method has not just roped you up, that you are going to use that method to work for you. Well, I hate to jump in here and put an end to this, but we are running out of our time for this podcast, but we're not done yet with Cindy. We are going to add some bonus content, and uh, this is going to be for our subscribers to our website, where, Cindy, you are going to answer this question. Three places to start when you've lost your joy or when your homeschooling rules you. This is going to be great bonus content, but 
before people run off and go check that out on our website, um, if they wanted to find you uh, in social media or on the web, where would they find you, Cindy? Ourjourneywestward.com. Um, pretty much all of my social media is under that name as well. Okay, great. Thank you so much for being with us, Cindy. We have loved having you and loved having this discussion. Oh, thank you so much. All right. As we mentioned in that interview with Cindy, which was a great interview, um, we're going to do some bonus content. Yes. And I think uh, if you're a listener who is wanting more or feels like you're in that hole of your homeschool owning you and wants to dig out of it, Cindy's got some helpful, helpful stuff over on the bonus content. That's right. And if you want to subscribe to our website to get that bonus content, here's what you do. Homeschoolingirl.com slash subscribe. You'll get all of Cindy's bonus content from this episode, plus all the other episodes where we've had bonus content, you know, background information, some fun. We've we've done a lot of things for the subscriber page. So head on over, homeschoolingirl.com slash subscribe. All right, we have a couple shout-outs today to uh, listeners. This came in from iTunes, a review. It was a really good one. What a joy to listen to Fletch and Kendra. Their honesty, humbleness, and wisdom are so appreciated. Wow, thank you. That mm. seems kind of over the top. <laughs> I love how they will tell you flat out, homeschooling will not save your child. Nothing apart from Christ will save them or you. Boom. That's it right there. Yep. Thank you so much for that review. And it's Ener, E-E-N-E-R-229. Thank you so much. Um, they went on to say how about we, we point them back to Jesus and they look forward to listening to other episodes. But, you know, that statement alone, that's why we do it. That is exactly why we do homeschoolingrl.com. Yeah, absolutely. We had another uh, review in. Um, one of our listeners wrote in and actually it was an update to a previous review. And they were asking questions about how Fletch can talk about coffee all the time. And, and I'm not allowed to talk about like, tea. You, I'm a little bitter about yeah, this about one. That. Just no. a little bit bitter. Well, uh, she said, what great sponsors you have. We do. That Kendra says, it. yeah, these are fantastic sponsors. So this is a direct response to you. They're fantastic sponsors. They they love that we promote. They tell us that our listeners go to them yes. using our code. Yeah, and that's so great, you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing that. And matter of fact, the deal I made with them was that, hey, I love coffee. And the funny thing that this this person writing the review on iTunes doesn't know, we know these people. <laughs> and they know us. They actually like know us by name. We've, we were at a wedding with them just recently. Yeah. So, so they know but us. But they're not homeschoolers. So the fact that they are on board and supporting is really, really great. Yeah, no kidding. And, and it's just... They were. They know how much I love coffee. They actually know how much um, I've reached out to other coffee companies and too. And I, I gave them the the first right of refusal, and they jumped on it because uh, they're one of many coffee companies I, I choose to drink from. But Caroline's Coffee is where it's at, folks. You need That's to right. head on over. Very simple. Caroline'sCoffee.com, and you can use that promo code H I R L, and receive ten percent off your order. Yeah. So that is our letters and shout outs. I have one other one to Peter. Peter listens a lot. And then he tweets to me. He's one of our faithful homeschooling in oh, real life. Awesome, Peter. Uh, thanks. Listener tweeters. And uh, if he's listening to this, uh, thanks. I appreciate your encouragement on the world of Twitter. So you get your own shout out. And uh, if anybody else wants to follow us individually, Kendra, where would they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kendra E. Fletcher and also Facebook. The author Kendra Fletcher page is open and going and we're having fun over there. Want to find me? Everything is at The Mango Times, The Mango Times, which is the name of my blog. So easy to, uh, to find stuff over there. I've actually had a lot of interaction with our listeners through my current series about Mighty Joe Shopping. 
you know, the... Okay. (laughs) You know what, Fletch? I'm so glad you brought this up because you guys really, if you want to hear more Fletch humor, um, this series has been so super funny. Our our youngest little brain damaged guy loves to order things um, online. And so (laughs) you need to go read this series on the Mango Times. There's there's a bunch there. Um, That's at themangotimes.com. All right, that wraps up this show. We will be back next week with more information from the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. And uh, thank you so much for being great listeners. This is Cindy West. You have been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them wherever you download your podcast.